0: Welcome to the SAG Foundations Conversations podcast. The SAG Foundation believes that contributions made to our culture by performing arts are not only valuable but also essential, and so we provide free programming and services like this podcast to support them. If you'd like to learn more about the SAG Foundation, or access the full library of our conversations, or make a donation to support this podcast, please visit sagafter.foundation. That's www.sagafter dot foundation also subscribe to our youtube channel and follow us on twitter instagram and facebook at seg after found thanks and enjoy the conversation
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh, Hi, good evening everyone and good evening everyone watching us live at home. Um, I will watch my language. Uh, I'm so thrilled to welcome you to the SAG-AFTRA Foundation conversation with, is there anyone who doesn't love this actress? I mean, seriously. Um, this is someone who used to steal movies with just one line, be it Bad Santa or Coach Carter or SWAT. She had one line in SWAT that like, I laughed for 20 minutes. Uh, she obviously proved she could do even more with bigger roles and when 2011's The Help. She won our hearts, along with a Golden Globe Award, an Academy Award, and two SAG Awards, including her work for the ensemble. Uh, since then, she's shown her range in films like Snowpiercer and Fruitvale Station. And this year, once again, she has a Jewel SAG Award nominee for her work in Hidden Figures. It is such a pleasure to welcome Octavia Spencer. Oh, thank, you. Thank, you very much. thank you so much for being here. And among your many honors, which I literally don't have time to list, I love this. You were just named Hasty Pudding's Woman of the Year. I cannot <laughs> believe that. I, mean, I love pudding. <laughs> <laughs> That's a huge honor. I know, like, Meryl Streep and Jodie Foster, like, all these amazing people. Like, do they call you and, and tell you? How does it work? I, it was, I found out right before I went on
0: uh, Kimmel last week. Oh, really? And I, it was out of nowhere. So, like, uh, okay, is this a joke? Um, but, you know, it's one of those things that it, it's so humbling that it's yeah. hard to fathom and then you start thinking, oh my god, this is actually happening. So it's huge. It's very good. And don't they roast you? Yeah, I, I hope <laughs> by roasting they mean that they're gonna have a delicious beef broth <laughs> um, and it's gonna be just falling off of the bone or something. I don't know. I
1: don't know. I have yeah. never been roasted and I'm terrified. So <laughs> well, we're gonna start tonight. Do okay. you remember? <laughs> <Yeah>. I do. <laughs> Um, again, you're having another amazing year, and it's so wonderful to see. And again, I don't know anyone who doesn't love hidden figures. Oh, thank Such you. Such a wonderful movie. Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: My people! Yeah.
1: I feel you. I Literally everyone from my 12-year-old nephew to my 98-year-old grandmother oh, loves this movie. That makes me yes. smile. It really does. Yeah, it's nice to have something to agree on on a family holidays. <laughs> 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 but I want to uh, go back and start at the beginning because Ooh. when did you first develop an interest in acting? You weren't someone who did like school plays or...?
0: I Okay, I actually had an interest in acting as a kid. But, you know, the world is your oyster, and you can dream, you know, whatever you want to dream. And so for a second there, I also wanted to be uh, Jessica Savage on NBC Nightly News because she got to sign off every day. I'm Jessica Savage
2: <laughs> on NBC Nightly
0: News. So I did. I, I, I used to and I, I kind of don't watch the news as much, but, you know, that's, that's my thing. And I... Um, I, but I'd always wanted to be, then I realized I always wanted to just, you know, pretend mm-hmm. to be Jessica Savage. So um, it was, it was really about being an actor. And my mom had always told us that we could do whatever we wanted to do or dared to dream in the world. And so I just kind of thought that performing, because I can't sing, so I really couldn't be that type of a performer. <laughs> um, maybe acting would be the thing, but it's always been a part of my DNA, Mm -hmm. always. And then the reason, I did plays in high school. Oh, you did? I did. I mean, you know, the one play that we, that the drama club did every year. I was, you know, I I did Was it the same play every year? Uh, Well, no. (laughs) We, we, you know, we, we moved around a little bit, but it was, I, Didn't major in in, uh, theater in college because, and this is always a big because, and you always learn when you don't do something, there's a reason why they have a curriculum. And I remember my first day, um, and they told us that we had to take practicum. And I'm thinking, what's practicum? And it's we were basically like scrubbing the stage down and painting and getting ready for the next play. And I'm like, I will never in my life be painting a stage. I'm an actor. <laughs> but now I wish that I had done it and, and learned all of those other departments because I would know how to sew. And um, I would really understand lighting. But, you know, we just get so caught up and no, yes. I need to do it for my art. And I was <laughs> uh, like, oh, uh, you know, you really should have learned those other, right. um, those other things, you know.
1: But I think you said that you were kind of practical as, yeah, as growing I, up and just always. didn't think it was realistic. I, well, I, I, my mom, she just
0: had this, she was very practical. And so I'm still practical to this day. And for me, I just didn't realize. That um, they made movies outside of Hollywood. I mean, because mm-hmm. I, I, until a movie called *The Long Walk Home* filmed in Alabama, it seemed like a dream that was too far away. But it was still in my heart, and I still, you know, would look at that whenever they show that Hollywood sign anywhere. It's like, ugh. And uh, so, it, uh, the practical side of me never saw mm-hmm. an avenue. And then um, events happened, and I lost my mom, and I just kept wanting this for myself and it was like hey guess what they're filming a movie in your town with Whoopi Goldberg and Sissy Spacek and it was right after um, I graduated from high school so that was my my first toe in the water and it just it had me from that point on.
1: What did you do? Were you you were an intern? I was an intern
0: I worked in the (laughs) the funny thing is in persistence (laughs) I called them every day and you know asked them if I could work in the <laughs> just... Oh this is gonna be good <laughs> I really do this I disguise my voice Every day I would call and ask for a different department. And I was... <laughs>
1: I, I want to hear some of these voices. So it was I like,
0: even hello. And I'm just crazy. I did. I disguised my voice. And then I somehow found out where they were, the production office. Wow. And I just kept going every day. And they're like, you're not going to let this go, are you? And I'm like, nope. Uh, and I went back every awesome. day. And they gave me a free job. And I was so happy to work for free. <laughs>
1: That movie starred Whoopi Goldberg and Sissy Spacek, hey, Spacek, who you went on to work with in, the help. in um, the help. Did she remember you? Did you remind her? I totally reminded her. Uh, <laughs>
0: totally reminded her. And, and, but Whoopi and I have kept in touch. She, yeah. she was one of those people who, who took me under her wing. And it was funny because, you know, when you get bitten by that bug, and uh, I just remember just stars in my eyes. I worked, you know, they didn't want me to work 80 hours a week, but I was happy to be there, just happy to be working for free. But they they basically gave me $100 a week, which was, I was so excited just to be getting $100 a week. And then I found out PAs made $500 a week. <laughs> <laughs> and the last couple of weeks, I was like, you know, I need that $500 a week. <laughs> and, they, and I felt like a millionaire, I did. <laughs> But, Sissy, um, Whoopi had always, um, as a matter of fact, when I graduated from college, I think she was filming Clara's Heart or something in some crazy faraway country. Mm-hmm. And um, she had her brother call and uh, let me know that she was thinking of me. And, wow. Yeah, and so she's just, she's been there like my yeah. little guardian angel, and there's something that I actually have that we're going to do together.
1: You're kidding. That's uh, great. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah. And then I think, were you working in the casting departments
0: of movies? I, I in did. The area? That's and exactly what I did. I, I worked behind the scenes, and boy, you think you know everything when you work in the audition, you know, in the casting. People in the South would come in and they would have props and all these things, and so of course that's what I thought—that yeah. you could bring props to auditions. Said <laughs> 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 I would coach my friends when I moved to LA because no. no, I I work in casting. And I actually had a friend that I told that he should take props to his audition. And he was in a big audition uh, for... for Warner Brothers. <laughs> he took out a phone. You remember the, the phones with the, yeah. with the little uh, antennas? And he, he took it out of his, he had his little briefcase and he took out his phone and he let out that antenna and the casting director said, let me stop you. <laughs> you do not bring props to auditions. So I'm so glad he made that mistake because I never made it when I started auditioning. <laughs>
1: And I, I feel like you—you you may have told me once that people did ask you to audition for things over the years, but you kind of like waved them off. It's true. I—I um, I acting was calling you. It was trying. It to. was trying
0: to call me. But you know, again, that's that practical. And I was also told, for all of my people in this room, um, that Hollywood wasn't for me. It was not for girls who looked like me. It was for the beautiful people. <laughs> <laughs> Say on that is, <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not easy. All of these, all of you guys know, there is nothing easy about what we do. And um, I, I am grateful that God, the universe, whatever you call that force, I call it God, continues to. Uh, put opportunities in your way because the directors would always say, you know, for what person who would come in and read for one line and you, would you like bacon with that? You know, and he would always, I want you to read for this line. I'm like, no, no. And Joel Schumacher, the only director out of all of the directors that I worked with prior, um, was the only one who didn't want me to read that really one. it's like wait a minute I need to turn you down and you haven't asked me so what do I do um, so then I had to ask him and it's great because by asking him I was I was not passive um, and it made me not want to be turned down it made me want to do it and I actually worked as a PA on a time to kill and my our very last day of shooting they um was the day that i did my line and i got to get like this great trailer that somebody had vacated and they put my name on the door i still have pictures my wow. name on the door it was great it was it was it was the best dreamers dream come true Mm -hmm. that day it was pretty amazing
1: so you did audition for him I did did.
0: I did I I wanted to be the woman who caused the riot between the KKK and the townspeople (laughs) (laughs) in a time to kill there's one lady and all she did was like you know get in somebody's face she didn't really even have a line it was like an utterance and uh Joel Schumacher said your face is too sweet you can be Sandy's nurse so um
1: Hello, it just wow. set me on a course of being people's nurses for years, but I'm not I'm not upset about that. I'm not upset about it. So your first time actually in front of the camera, I mm-hmm. mean, in addition to the nice perks of the trailer, <laughs> but I mean, were you terrified? I hadn't thought about it, but you know what? I probably would have been if we had shot earlier, mm.
0: but it was the last day of shooting and everybody was acting like, you know, it was my Meryl Streep moment, yeah. cause it was my crew and Sandy and Matthew uh, were there cause my scenes were with them. But it was like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, all right, yeah. And it was this whole like, yeah, I'm one of you. I get to be in front of the camera today and
1: it was it was it was so remarkable it was it was really amazing. And then were you gone from that point on this is you knew this is what you had to do? No. I
0: I grew up without a a dime so I always I realized just how touch and go it is being an artist Mm -hmm. like You may be working today, but it doesn't mean that you're going to have a job tomorrow or the next month or the next month. So you have to have something in between. And so I thought that I would be able to do both, that I would be able to uh, work behind the scenes and work in front of the scenes, which you kind of can't do. Because they only see you as as if you're working behind the scenes getting coffee. They're only going to see you as a person getting coffee. So you have to do your day job away from your dream job. Mm -hmm. And I learned that. So I did keep it separated, but I I, um, it did spark something in me. It did, Uh, and uh, after working with Sandy, I moved out here like January first. I just had my my twenty year anniversary. Yeah.
2: Wow. (laughs) Um,
0: And and I then got a day job, and I kept you know sending. There's just so much that you don't know when you are working behind the scenes and trying to get an agent and getting headshots. I can't even tell you some pictures that I had blown up. I didn't realize you had to have professional headshots. I mean, I was just like... A bad Polaroid. <laughs> I blew them up, but it's just all of those things. I'm not even kidding. I hope you guys don't even understand. Uh, but I wanted. I, I, I still have that desire. But there's so much that you learn just by you know being around it every day, mm-hmm. and you just get groomed, and you you know that you gain a better understanding of of things when you get to work in a casting office. If I, I would suggest everybody in this room. There is nothing better than um, demystifying the whole casting director-actor relationship. Yeah. It's, it's the best if you, you know, just intern a few hours a week. Because then you learn how to own your auditions. Because mm-hmm. I hate auditioning. I was always terrified. That I, I was always terrified before an audition. Always.
1: But you must have been good at it. I mean, you were working a lot. I
0: worked a lot. But, I, I, you know, you just have to, you guys know, you have to psych yourself up. And then sometimes there's weird politics in the waiting room. You know, people that you normally, see. <laughs> you know, it's just so weird. It's so weird. <laughs> But, but the, the thing is, what I've learned is the other, there were a troop of us that I always saw, like some of the same women. And you finally get really comfortable seeing the same women. You're like, oh, well, if I don't get it, I know she's going to get it. Oh, if I don't get it, well, you know, okay, great. And, and it eases that whole, you know, what I call the waiting room. <laughs> you know just you know it's yeah. crazy but indeed i i say when you when you get to um the point where you can actually uh if you flub a line and you see what actors do when they flub a line in an audition it just totally makes everything like oh i messed that up okay can we take it back but before you know you would do that and you would just be terrified i, I skipped a line <laughs> You know? So I learned a lot. I yeah. learned a lot. I said all that to say I learned a lot. Sorry.
1: <laughs> and um, I believe you and Sandra Bullock continued to be friends. And yes. she cast you in, I think, the only film she's ever directed. Yes, A short she did. film called Making Sandwiches. Making Sandwiches. Yes. Um,
0: Sandy uh, was trying her hand at directing, and uh, she knew that I was moving to town, and I asked her if I could uh, cast her extras. We shot in Oxnard, and basically all the people who... Who's, the person whose shop we had and uh, the little sandwich shop or cafe that we were using and people directly uh, closely connected to the film, I just basically took Polaroids of everybody in their family. And I'm like this, you know, he can be here and this person can be here, so she let me do that. And then she had one of her actors drop out oh. of, of um, the short and she said, well, you can play the part. And I'm like, well, great. It's really weird how the jobs kept coming to me so after, while I was shooting that, mm-hmm. the DP of that was about right. to do a Disney movie and, um, called The Sixth Man. And before you say anything, no, you never saw me in that movie, even though I <laughs> shot it. I got cut completely out, but it was with Marlon Wayans and Kadeem Hardison. Yeah. And um, I worked for three weeks on that show, and uh, I think that was my second acting job. And that's when I had to pay uh, when I became a, a mm. member of SAG. Even though you so, got cut out, even though I got cut out, <laughs> if they leave your name in the credits, you still get um, residuals. Nice. And yes. so be real nice to people on the set
1: because that those residuals were great. <laughs> um, I remember talking to Sandra Bullock uh, about her casting you in that movie, and I just I I wrote this down because I loved it. She said it was actually just supposed to be a couple lines. Mm-hmm. But as everyone will soon find out, you don't just give Octavia Spencer a couple <laughs> lines. The minute she opens her mouth, she makes a meal out of every word. And once we sh- saw what she we- could do, we kept on giving her more to say. Yes. Is that how you remember it? That's exactly
0: how <laughs> I remember it. But Sandy is also one of the most generous people on the planet. I mean, I she also knew what I was in store for. And I, I, I didn't know what the process was as a matter of fact see this is how what so much I didn't know a lot of people when they were on a time to kill they give you the the um the actors list of that you get the breakdown and everybody seemed to be from this agency ka and so I thought well when I go to LA I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go to ka <laughs> They seem to have good actors there. Uh, CAA, (laughs) Like, everybody's a cop. Um, Totally. But but I didn't even know, you know, about the whole needing to have an agent. And she took uh, a scene from her short and cut it for me. And it's Sandra Bullock and Matthew McConaughey yeah. and it's the only tape I have and uh I the, the the casting it just it was my entree into agencies and I have these two people on my tape and wow. it was you know I didn't realize how huge that was um I I do now yeah. <laughs> I do now and did you end up at call I did not end up at call <laughs> Up, I ended up uh, where I'm going to be for a while at WME, and so that's that's where I am now. And But um, it was just kind of funny because you just, there's so much, oh, man, it's
1: just a lesson. It's a yeah. lot of lessons yeah. learned, but that's how green I was. And I seem to recall that you didn't know you'd been cut out of the six-man. Like, didn't you go to
0: <laughs> I did not know
1: I'd been cut out of the six-man and they
0: were so sweet they they sent this tape it was when everybody had the VHS's and they sent the tape home with me and my friend Tay Taylor decided to invite all of our friends over and he cooked a meal and I it was so uncomfortable like this is my first scene and nothing (laughs) I only had like four scenes and then the next time we are sitting there eating and it's like Okay, well, uh, my second scene was supposed to be coming up. Okay, my third one's coming up, and then I'm like, we can turn it off. I don't think I meant <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I meant it anymore. But yeah, no. But uh, it was <laughs> it was pretty funny now, but back then it was just like. But that's when I realized I'm like, I probably need acting class, um, because everything mm-hmm. was like really important right, in right. every word, and so that's when I started going to acting class, like. Four or five days a week.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. Well, who did you start off with?
0: I studied with a woman named Anita Jesse. She also taught uh, Brian Cranston. you um, heard of him? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you might know him. He might be, might, yeah. And um, she had a, quite a few known actors in her class. And I, Tate and I uh, were in class. We did on camera. Man, the whole, all the technique, you know. Uh, I just remember being, having my first time dealing with props, again, me and the props, <laughs> I, I had like a sandwich in the scene, and it was like, you know, she's like, no, you got to hold it exactly the same place, you know, and it's, you don't even realize, like, the shot's here, and you're like, just every other, t- she's like, nope, you got to hold it the same place, so it's all of that stuff that you mm. don't, all of that tec- tec- technical stuff. And I still don't know how to hit a mark because of all of this.
2: Um, <laughs> so
0: I make, uh, I make the, the camera guys, I call it, give me braille for my foot. So when I, you know, you can see on my first few jobs, which I won't tell you what they are. Me, I always walk in and I look down. <laughs> until I hit my mark and then I start my life. <laughs>
1: Something I think you told me, which now seems like kismet, is when you were doing the help, you wanted to Roger P. Henson's acting coach. I you did. you had seen her in Benjamin Button. I did. Did you know Taraji then? I, I did not know Taraji then, but I loved her in
0: uh, in Benjamin Buttons. And I also loved her in Hustle & Flow, but Benjamin Buttons came before Hustle & Flow, didn't it? Um, I see my brain. Everything is up. But yeah, he, and he and I became really good friends, uh, Jamal. And he got me ready for the help, and he also got me and Taraji and Janelle. Ready for um, oh, really? Hidden Figures He was going to be my date to SAG And then he called me on uh, Saturday And told me he wasn't going to be able to make oh. it But I, I yeah, he's, he's one of my Dearest friends, but he really As you can see, is a technician And how he helps you Mine the, the Scenes for gold Basically.
1: So are you looking for a plus one? Because we do a lot of auctions here <laughs> you can- well, a date, like I got that. a deep roster. that, yeah, I'm <laughs> sure. You know, agents, <laughs> lots of agents. So after starting to study acting, I mean, did mm-hmm. you notice a difference? Did you start booking roles immediately? A lot yeah. more frequently, um,
0: definitely more frequently. Uh, but you know, as you all know, it just gets there. There are lulls, you know. Um, but I, I was happy that I, if I had a job a month. I was happy mm-hmm. and, and it got
1: to the point where I did I was able to support myself which you know it's hard to do. Well I mean it seems like you were everywhere because I saw you in I guess your first and only play. Uh, that was my first and
0: only play. Trials ran-
1: and Tribulations of a Trailer Trash, Trail Trash Housewife. Housewife. Yes. Yeah,
0: that was my first and only play. We ran oh my god what like 9 months it was of a long Friday, run. Saturday and yeah. Sunday.
1: I think it was 2003. Yeah. But um, because you made such an impact in that show that I had to interview you, first of all. (laughs) I I believe it says on your Wikipedia page I was the first person to ever interview you. Oh. Um, (laughs) But also... you I, then I started like seeing you everywhere, like when a date with Tad Hamilton and yeah. the soloist and Coach Carter, and like, it was always so exciting because oh. you'd come in and you sometimes you just have one line. I was talking about SWAT earlier, mm-hmm. like you had one line in that one movie, line. I, one the line. best line ever in Bad Santa. yes that was a good one (laughs) and I've heard people say that sometimes it's harder to go in and do one line than to be the star of something it
0: is hard to go in because you're walking into a set that's already established and Mm -hmm. you have the one thing to do so you can't mess it up and uh, well I mean you shouldn't mess it up (laughs) (laughs) not that you can't Um, but you know it's, it's you guys know if you have meat on the bone you figure you know you can do so much with it but with so little you have to make a an impression in that Mm -hmm. little bit of time but i have to say thank you because i think had it not been for the interview that you did you know i i listen i always give credit where credit is due and uh it was such a resource for me uh with backstage and 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 i
1: um I certainly appreciate it. Yeah, no, we were all such fans, it, and like we all like felt weirdly invested. Like you'd pop up on um, Dollhouse, uh. and we'd be like Octavia's on Dollhouse, <laughs> and uh, I'd, like I could probably quote your lines from Coach Carter. Uh. Yeah, just like the one line, like he's in the car. <laughs> <laughs> it was Sam. always like so delightful. Um, but I'm curious. I mean, you were obviously probably looking for meteor roles at the same time. Absolutely, and the other thing that. Um, I had a,
0: uh, an agent that believed in me, and um, who also taught me how to step away from the one line scenes. Mm. And he's like, "Wait a minute! They want to pay me twelve hundred dollars for one day to come in and say one line. I, I can't. I got to take that twelve hundred dollars." You know? And he's like, "No, nope. This you, you if you only do the one mm-hmm. scene." Uh, parts. that's all they're going to see you as. So you have to say no. And then pretty soon they started, you know, having me come in for guest spots. And that, you know, or, or uh, what do you call it? Um, oh, not guest spots. Uh, under fives. Oh. And then after the under fives, uh, it was the guest the guest stars. And then, Sometimes the guest stars would be woman number one, or not, uh, the, it would be like a, an under five, and, a, and they really wanted me. And so yeah. my agent would say, Well, you have to give that character a name. So oh, you'll see yes. a Bernice <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> or, you know,
0: Nancy. And it's like, yeah. really, it's woman number one. Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 you
0: know, but he just, you know, he really taught me how to, and it's hard, yeah. it's really hard to say no because you don't know what's coming around mm-hmm. the bend you know but but it was it was you know you have to
1: do it yeah. you have to do it guys <laughs> Just so you know uh, we actually had a question from jeff mcbath I think. oh over there hi um wants to know what kept you going during the low points in your career the low points in my career actually writing
0: um Ooh. and working on my friends uh, and i'm gonna my friend melissa mccarthy <laughs> yes he kept me working a lot. We used to shoot stuff all the time. And Tate Taylor, we I, sh- I worked, you know, as craft service, and you know, <laughs> get, you know, starring opposite him on stuff that he did. And um, I tell you, there you have to surround yourself with people who are in the boat just like you, okay? And you guys have the same journey because you're all not going to be down mm-hmm. all at the same time. Somebody is going to be um, up and going up and they remember the people that helped get them there. And, and Tate, I tell you, there are so many women that they could have gone with for the help mm-hmm. before me, but I w- we were good friends and um, I had worked with him countless times on everything and he fought for me to get that role and thank God he did. Uh, but for, for all of you in this room, Write your own stuff. Continue to write your own stuff. And if you have to film it on your iPhone, film it on your iPhone. Because now there are so many avenues mm-hmm. to get your stuff out there, to get yourself out there. And it doesn't mean that it may not happen today. It may not happen tomorrow, but next month is a possibility. But if you don't do anything at all, it's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I just had a group of people that I worked with all the time. And we were all you know broke at the same time some of us and some of us had we all borrowed the same five hundred dollars from each other (laughs) so many times but we always paid it back because we we needed our money and uh but it it was so good to have somebody else to lean on Mm -hmm. and to go through that but don't just surround yourself with actors surround yourself with producers who are in the same boat trying to get their things going and um directors who are in the same boat and writers just get your little troop of people because once it happens for one of you if they're gracious people they will bring you along
1: didn't you move out here with tate did you guys drive out here together is that true we
0: he did it i was anxious to get here he did it very leisurely like he went skiing and all of this stuff yeah. you know and i was just like foot to the yeah. pedal to the metal and I, I got here like January 1st and he got here January 6th. I also wanted to beat him. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to beat him here. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was we we we've come through the ranks together though.
1: I mean, the story behind the help is almost as amazing and it's it's funny. Um, I'm not to make this about me, but I remember reading Catherine Stockett's book and I remember I was in Hawaii and I was like God, Octavia needs to play this mini character. (laughs) Like, i got to tell, i got to see if she's heard about this book. And I was going to email you, but I kept reading, and it said, um, Minnie's sister is named Octavia. In the book. And I was like, well, that's weird. And then I keep (laughs) reading, and then it says, you're in the acknowledgements. Yeah. And then I looked it up online, and you did the audio book, so I'm like, wait a second here. There's... (laughs) You know, I am not, like, a genius casting director. There's a connection here. You kind of inspired the character. Well, here's 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 another thing. <laughs> so
0: Catherine Stockett and Tate Taylor uh, were in grade school together. And uh, Tate had just done a movie called Chicken Party. And he was doing the sound mixing in New Orleans. And the other thing about our friends is... Uh, we were all just starving artists, but one of our friends, Stephen Rogers, was really, really rich because he was a writer who kept selling stuff. So he would always um, pay for our retreats, where we would always go away to write. Everybody was writing something, but he basically would take us. It was, it was a, you know, a, an artist's vacation. Mm-hmm. We'd all pile in, you know, two rooms, but it was kind of great. Um, but for that retreat, while they were doing the sound mixing for Chicken Party. Catherine Stockett Because it was happening In New Orleans Catherine Stockett came And I remember her she, she was like What do you do? And I said Oh I'm an actress And I asked her What she did And she said She was a writer And I'm like Okay And she said Well I'm writing a novel Which you know I was like Okay And she said I'd love for you To read it one day I'm like Okay I'll be happy To read your novel <laughs> And um, Five, six years later, she's, we were filming a movie called Pretty Ugly People in Montana, and it was freezing, and we were looking out over Glacier Park, and she said, we're in a van, it's just beautiful, God's country, and she said, you know, I, um, I finished my book, and I said, you did, and she said, yeah, and I, you know, it's about to get published, and I'd love for you to read it, and I'm like, really, oh my I'm going to read your book (laughs) because you think, you know, how many scripts have you read? And they're terrible. And, you know, I'm that person is going to be honest. I'm not going to tell you that it's terrible. I'm going to tell you that it needs work. And some people don't want to hear that. You want to be told I love it. Mm -hmm. So I just remember I I was supposed to go to a a friend's um, bridal shower that week and it was raining. It was in L.A. And I sat down, I'm like, I'm just gonna read the first chapter yeah. so I can tell this woman that I read her book. And I sat down to read the first chapter, and it was great. Yeah. I was a little you know, offended by the dialect. I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this, people talking, I don't know. And I kept reading and I kept reading. And I'm like, okay, she's not making a statement about the race of the people. Mm-hmm. She's making a statement about the socioeconomical and educational level. And I'm like, okay, I can I can deal with this. And uh, when I got to Minnie, because each, ca- if you haven't read The Help, each uh, character has their own chapters in the book and you follow three voices. And when I read Minnie, I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And uh then I read Minnie's description, and I had to know, like, oh, Minnie just kind of looks like me. She, <laughs> she looks like me. Yeah. Because, and, and I found out, basically, she, when she, she knew who Abelene was, was and how Abilene would be, but she really didn't have an idea of how she wanted Minnie to be mm-hmm. until she met me. You know, we have the same physicality. And uh, Minnie definitely speaks her mind. And when uh, when she met me, I was hot and hungry because we were in a, in New Orleans, and I was on a diet. Um, <laughs> I was on a diet, and let me tell you, when you're hangry, you want to get there. And Tate thought it was a good idea to do a walking, you know, tour in New Orleans in August. Yeah. And a person's on a diet, and they had just gotten through eating biscuits for breakfast, you know, and I'm like very angry and hot. So that's all I'm going to say. Minnie is based on me when I'm angry and hot
1: (laughs) and hungry. I mean, what? were you flattered? Were you shocked? I
0: was, uh, I think I was a little bit, because I, I mean, I saw, I, there's so few similarities. I mean, we're both chubby, you know, mouthy women. Yeah. Um, but the hangry side of of her is what I find funny, <laughs> is that she just had a just a sharp edge, and I'm yeah. thinking, oh yeah, that was definitely, because I just remember, are we there yet? And he was like, you know, just it just literally, we're just walking around, and I'm dying and hungry. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> for that, for for that, I, I mean, I I think you have to be flattered that someone um, thought whatever you know yeah. your essence or what yeah. have you would make a great character
1: so um <laughs> i can't believe she kept it a secret from you all this time and was just like casually read my book yeah well she but you know you you kind of also you don't want to force
0: it yeah. on someone because but i have i actually read that book cover to cover mm-hmm. i missed my friend's uh bridal shower oh or bridal, not bridal shower, what is it? The bachelorette party, Um. not bridal shower, bachelorette party, because it was also raining and people can't drive in LA in the rain. (laughs) So I'm like, you know, and there was no Uber back then. I mean, I would have had to have cabbed it or ridden with somebody and uh, I don't like being trapped. Mm -hmm. So um, I I opted to stay
1: home and I got her a great gift. (laughs) That's, it all works out then. It did. <laughs> um, but even, you know, the characters m- kind of based on you mm-hmm. and your good friends with the writer-director, mm-hmm. but it wasn't necessarily a slam dunk. There were a lot of people who wanted this role. There were a lot of people who uh, could have
0: had it. I mean, Monique had just won the Oscar. Queen Latifah had just been nominated for an Oscar. Um, there were countless of other people who had much more name value than me. Uh, Nancy and Bernice. Um, <laughs> You know, if you looked at my resumes, nurse number one, nurse number two, Bernice, Nancy, you know. Yeah. And I I can, I'm pretty sure that um, the studio, uh, that's a big risk. But I'm also grateful that I did do, um, when Catherine, uh, because I would read it so much, she uh, asked me to, when she was promoting the book, go with her and, you know, do the voices of, she would do readings and I would do Minnie or Abelene and she would be Skeeter whenever she read her chapters and everything. And so then she asked me, she said, you know, you should do the book on tape. And um, I did the book on tape. I did all of Minnie's chapters and the, how many of you ever done a book on tape? (laughs) (laughs) That is some serious hard work right there. And, uh, and so I did the book on tape, and Stacy Snyder um, watched my audition and then uh, listened to the book on tape and said, well, if she could do this, then she can do the part. Wow. And so that's how I got it.
1: How were they able to finally tell you that you had the part? I mean, did they call you or?
0: Um, no. God, did I block it out? <laughs> I, I just, it just, it felt like it took forever, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I'm sure everybody and their mama was still, try, are you sure, you know, trying to, like, yeah. get them to not go that way, but, um, you know, and for Jessica Chastain's part, too, yeah. they, they, they had every bombshell in Hollywood wanting to play Celia, and um, I did chemistry reads, I, my deal hadn't even been set yet, and I was reading with other actors, and Jessica came in, and I read opposite her. I met her in an audition, and we became really close. I don't know. There was just something that happened across that space, and I remember when I, I remember how when, how she found out because um, I called her to tell her um, that she was gonna get the part, and it was really weird. I mean, should I be saying this? on
2: TV? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay we're not oh, no. live.
0: <laughs> but yeah no I, I remember I remember <laughs> well hell we're, we're talking right <laughs> may as well be honest right um but I I, I think I did I I blocked it out really? uh, but but the thing is I knew Tate told me this is going to be your part and I just had to trust that yeah and I couldn't bug him because we lived together, too. Oh, really? He knew he couldn't get away from me, honey. <laughs> <laughs> he knew. But um, I, 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 you just kind of know that you can't you know, ask every day. Mm-hmm. And I knew that what he was up against. And I knew that um, he and Brunson, Brunson lived next door. Tate owned a duplex, and Brunson lived next door, and Tate and I lived in, in, in the house uh, next door. So um, I saw them every day. <laughs> and every day all I have to do is give him a look <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: and once you you know went down and, and got on set you're working with I mean everyone in, the, in, in this movie was already like pretty you know, sort of established, yeah. but it really put them on a new level. People mm-hmm. like Viola Davis mm-hmm. and Emma Stone and Jessica Chastain, yeah. who had done movies, but we hadn't seen them yet. Right, um, right. Uh, and she was completely new to audiences. I mean, I have to imagine, well, I know, like, you guys got very close, mm-hmm. very fast. Yeah, we all did. It was, there was something about, uh, it's
0: wonderful, and guys, don't take this the wrong way when I say sisterhood, because guys get... <laughs> you know, like oh, the women and the sisterhood, but there is something about um, all of us being there because you just hear all of these ideas, or you read these things about all these women that get together. There's going to be, you know, jealousy and all of mm-hmm. this, and I, we didn't see any of that. It was just the most supportive group of women, and um, it was it was really remarkable. And, and we're all still very much in each other's yeah. lives, so
1: um, it's it's yeah, it's special. It's just been amazing to watch your guys' careers and like, you know, I was saying um, earlier this year, there's like, there could be like five actresses from The Help nominated for Oscars this year. I know, honey, (laughs) ooh, let us pray, Jesus.
0: Listen, listen. I, it was it was great yeah. being at the Golden Globes this year. Yeah. It'll be great uh, being at the SAGs
1: because it'll be a reunion. Yeah. It was a help reunion at the Globes. It'll be a help reunion at, at SAG on Sunday. And then... Um the film wasn't just a huge success with audiences, it was a big critical success. I mean, did you, Did, it, did it, I don't want to say overnight because that is such a misnomer, but did it feel like your whole life shifted after that? Well, my life is very much the
0: same, um, but my career definitely, it took a minute for, well, here's the difference. The phone was ringing a lot, but everybody and their mama was calling me to play somebody's maid. And it's like... And it wasn't even a good maid, like many, you know, with meat. It was yeah. just, you know, more tea, you know. And I'm like, how are you going to offer me a part that's not even better than the part that I yeah. just played? And it was before any uh, any nominations. I mean, the the movie was barely in the can. And I, I can't, if you see a movie that was filmed, um, 2000. We filmed The Help in 2010. If it was filmed between 2010 and now, and that had a maid, you know who they called first. <laughs> and I had to say no, it, it, because it's it's not that it was a maid, because you know I played a nurse 19,000 times. It's that um, there was nothing to the character that I hadn't played. Mm-hmm. So it's like just walking in to serve somebody unless you guys are going to give me a few million dollars to walk in and serve some house you know i'm not going to do it you just as actors we want to be challenged and you want to do um you want to do something that's uh going to make you grow as a as an actor and and uh for me i like to grow as a person i like to learn from the people that i play Mm -hmm.
1: what did you learn from many i honestly learned you know i people always
0: say you know The glass is half empty or the glass is half full. But if you're talking about a person who doesn't own a glass, they don't care one way or the damn other if it's Mm -hmm. full. You want that glass first. You want to be able to make the decisions in your own life that affect your life. And unless you have that power to do that, you're not going to be optimistic and you're not going to be pessimistic. You're just looking for some better way to do things. And for me, I really... um, I understood you know that I I, because I don't see myself as a pessimist or an optimist I just see myself as a realist and many was as about as real as it could get yeah and so I realized then that I had to stop looking this way you know when you're like oh such and such got that audition for such and such oh, wow, you know, or this one over here just booked, you know, 20 leads and something, and he's got a book deal. And so if you're looking at all these places, instead of straight down the barrel, you're going to miss something. And for me, it was just about not complaining and understanding that my journey was my journey, and the next actor's journey is the next actor's. Because i got to tell you this. There were a few people the day that Taraji um, Henson and uh, uh, Viola were both nominated. Um, Viola was for Doubt and Taraji was for Benjamin Buttons. I had a few actor friends um, call me and say, can you believe it? And it was like this negative thing. And I'm like, honey, what this means is that there's a big pie and you will soon be able to stick your finger in that pie and have a piece. But right now it's, you know, It's just not your turn. Mm -hmm. Your turn is coming. And that's what I believe. And hell yes, I was right. I had a big old (laughs) slice of pie. (laughs) And I'm happy about my (gasps) slice of pie.
1: (laughs) Um, Speaking of pie, uh, the help was, no, 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 no. (laughs) The help was on uh, TV the other day. And have you ever seen the TV edit? I have not seen the TV. Edit. Oh, do you know what your big famous line is? What? Eat my spit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Then I spit in it. Okay.
1: Yeah. I don't, <laughs> eat my spit. That's pretty yeah, funny. Yeah, it's like, I mean, doesn't I guess, have the same impact. No, but I, I actually thought about it, and I was like, oh, that's actually pretty impressive that yeah, they, that they, they came, came up with, up that. with that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: eat my spit. Does it sound like me saying it? I can't remember doing it.
2: Eat
0: <laughs> bit. It, it did. All I right. I, I block a lot of things out,
1: guys. I just, <laughs> <laughs> just, just block it out. So what was the first project you signed on to after the success of The Help? After the success of The Help,
0: I did a little movie called uh, Smashed. Because everybody, again, was offering me, you know, not very good made parts. And... Um, <laughs> And it was a tiny little movie, and I met the director, James Ponsolt. Oh, amazing. And I love Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and it was about uh, people in AA. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, my character was basically in the middle of transference. She was sober, but she was eating everything, you know, sweet. So I thought, well, that's cool. And who hasn't met anyone affected by um, some form of uh, addiction? So mm-hmm. we did that little movie, and it went to Sundance. And then I got to go... Um, to my first uh, Toronto Film Festival with that. You're kidding!
1: Mm-hmm. Oh wow! You no, know, that's a great movie. Yeah. I yeah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is is phenomenal in that. She is. And Aaron phenomenal.
0: Paul. Too. Aaron Paul. Yeah. yeah, it was a great cast. Yeah, it's a really good cast. And then after that, I um, I knew that I was going to be. I met with I met with uh, director June bon, Bong Ho.
1: Thank you for pronouncing it because I wasn't sure how to. <laughs>
0: I Director Bong, we call him. And it was so funny. Yes, I'm wearing a wig, <clears throat> just in case you guys didn't know. Uh, but here's why I'm saying this, because in my meeting with him, I met with him. How many of you have seen, uh, in, uh, not Hidden Figures, uh, Snowpiercer? Okay, well, it's post-apocalyptic. And um, my character lived in the back of a train, and we didn't have, you know, running water and all that stuff. So she was a little... She was just Gross And I just remember meeting Director Bong and he just kept smiling And looking at me And I thought this does not feel Like it's going well And so while we're talking I said do you mind if I do something And he said no so I took my wig off In the middle of our meeting And it it just worked tricks ladies So I just took it off and I laid it down on his desk and then we talked, and he was like, "Oh, because he, you know, he just couldn't picture yeah. me like as the character who was." Uh, you gotta now go see. Oh, it's such Tanya a great movie. In the, and yeah. and I, you know, it was. It's. I'm like, I need to do this because he. I don't feel like he's connecting with yeah. me right now. Yeah. It was. Yeah. So I took that wig off, and I got that job. That.
1: See, it's. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's interesting to me that you were even auditioning at that point. I would think yeah. the offers would be coming to you.
0: No, I mean there were. Here's the thing. That was, uh, and then I also auditioned for um, Lamb of God, which turned into Paradise, uh, Diablo Cody's directorial debut. Okay. But this was before. I mean, any awards conversations or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the first job I got after um, winning the Oscar, uh, I uh, did. Decided that the next thing I uh, import for me was Fruitvale Station Uh, and um, Thank you That one it was another another tiny movie, Mm -hmm. but it had a huge message and I you know, I'm not a mom, but I'm an aunt. And I thought, you know, i look at all of these young men and I see my nephews. Yeah. So I wanted to play that for obvious reasons. And so, but Fruitvale Station, you know, I, I, here's another side story. I keep giving you guys all these side stories. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Yeah. So my, my friend, my rich friend, Stephen, which he won't mind me saying, he's rich and his name is Stephen. <laughs> Stephen bailed us out a lot, but Stephen also he also invested in every one of our little Mm. projects that we ever had. Anybody? So I called him one day and I said, "Look, um, some of our funding fell out of this little movie that I'm doing called Fruitvale Station, and they need um, we need people to buy $25,000 increments, you know, units." And he said, "Well, am I going to get a produced by credit?" I'm like, "No, you won't get a produced by credit, you know, because you'll get a special thanks and you'll, you know, but they have a lot of producers." And this was the one time he didn't invest. And then we won Sunday. Wow. So when your friends call, I only call you with good stuff.
1: Did you know the story of Oscar Grant before you got that script?: I actually remember,
0: and it's so and, and I'm going to be honest with you guys, because that's the only way I know how to be Barack Obama had just been elected. Mm-hmm. And I remember the video going around. And I just said, you know what? I'm in a good mood right now. America has just surprised me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to watch this because yeah. I don't want to be depressed. And to me, that was the wrong choice to make. Um, it was a right one for me emotionally then. But I think that if we continue to not deal with things because they don't feel good right now, mm-hmm. the problem you know, persists. Yeah, and so, um, but that's me being really honest. I I could have um, known about it then, but I just didn't want to see it. Yeah. I didn't want to see um, someone's son killed that way. It was this
1: the first time you'd played a real person.
0: It was the very first time that I had played a real person.
1: Did you meet Wanda?
0: I did. I. It's funny because I was in. I I was actually on my way to Prague when I talked to um, Ryan Coogler about playing um wanda and the only concern that i had was her age because they they did a, a a birthday party in the movie and i just said to ryan real matter-of-factly listen the good lord only gave me one gray hair and that's all you get <laughs> you get my one gray hair and i was like i'm not wearing a gray wig I'm not, you know i just yeah. went down his long list of not doing gray, and he laughed he's like you you i promise you you're not gonna have to worry about you know wearing gray hair because you know as a character actor they only want to see you one way and if I give mm-hmm. them a gray wig they're going to start having me as everybody's grandmother <laughs> right right <laughs> so you know there's some lines that have to be drawn and all I thought about was my vanity um and <laughs> But he he put me in touch with, he sent me videos and everything. So while I was shooting Snowpiercer, I was preparing for Fruitvale Station, Mm. which I was shooting right after Mm -hmm. that. And um, he sent me videos and and, um, I actually talked to her from Prague. And then when I got back from uh, Prague, I think there was like a four or five day lapse. And then I went up and I met with her. Um, right before mm-hmm. I was, sh-
1: I started shooting. Wow, I'm I'm also curious because Ryan Coogler, who I just Coogler, who I just think is a phenomenal director. I know I'm not alone in that, but this was his directorial debut. It was his. He had sh- done shorts. Yeah. Yes. Oh, he did a wonderful short. Yeah. Um, called Locks. Um, Locks. That's uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. cry if I start to talk about that one. Yeah. Look at, it's actually on YouTube. You should look it up. Um. So how did you know he could pull this off?
0: I have this thing, and this is also another... I'm telling you guys stuff you already know. But um, for me, you know, the Scorseses of the world aren't calling me. It's the, it's the young, um, up-and-coming writer-directors. And to me, that's more exciting for me. Um, because um, they at least will give you a shot uh, at a great character instead of the maid. Um, so... <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> So um, I like writer directors because um, I'm, I'm not like if it's a first time director and I can't see how they are going to shoot the movie, I'm going to be a little leery of that. But if they're writer directors and this is their first time directing and I see that you can write. I know that you'll be able to direct it. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be really honest, I'm, I'm not the first person to go, I don't know about this first time director, if they haven't directed anything that I could see. Mm-hmm. But I knew that Ryan could execute it because it was an amazing script. I mean, when you're reading the script and you see teardrops on the page, yeah. um, or you laugh out loud at something um, on the page, you know that they will be able to execute it. And boy, was I wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's such a fantastic movie and if anyone hasn't seen it it, it opens with the real footage of mm-hmm. Oscar Grant being shot and it's I think it's such a hallmark of a good movie that we know how it's going to end but you still are wa- I remember the second time I watched it I was like well maybe I'll turn out differently this time I know I know <laughs> you're just so engaged yeah and he is so uh
0: amazing as a as a as a, a director and I have to say that was one of the most diverse groups of people because all of the film school kids this is the other thing they all went to film school together and they were all working behind the scenes he had you know raised money and was able to Mm -hmm. get them paying gigs but they were um
1: they were all there so stick with your stick with your people and what was it like when Wanda saw the movie
0: you
1: know it's uh it's one of those things where you know that it
0: will never be old for her, you know, and it's, but it was a way to show other mothers. She's in a club that nobody wants to be yeah. in, you know. Um, I uh, I won um, uh, NBR Best Supporting Actress, and, and it had for Fruitvale Station on it, and I gave that award to her. Really? It was, I'm like, you look, you lost your son, and this is a no way... <laughs> You know yeah it's just something for you to know that the rest of the world feels your pain mm-hmm. and um and she just she's really one of the most gracious women and um warm but you know that she suffered a tremendous sure. loss so it was it was painful for her mm-hmm. it was painful to be uh in the room when we watched it at sundance and all of his uh family was there and you know i'm like i know that i'm gonna sob yeah. and we all did it was audible, it was audible, the tears, um, when we watched it at Sundance.
1: And um, I guess we should talk about another true story, which is Hidden Figures. Yes. Um, how did this story find its way to you? And what drew you to the project? It's one of these stories that I'm embarrassed I didn't know. Mm-hmm. You know, like it should be taught in schools. It should be taught in schools. It, schools. It's funny because, how many of you guys have
0: seen Hidden Figures? Hi. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. The thing about that movie is uh, if you now now that you know the story that John Glenn almost didn't go and the only reason he went is because Katherine Johnson checked the numbers and made sure that the machine was right to know that he almost didn't go and that somehow when we hear the telling of his story that she's not mm-hmm. inextricable for some reason for they should be inextricably linked yeah. Yeah. and um I don't know how I feel about that I, I, uh, I remember Because I was working back to back to back And I had decided that I was going to take a break And I was going to go to New York to watch some plays I was just going to stay for a week and just go watch As much theater as possible And my agent um, uh said well if you're there you need to meet donna gelati and i'm a huge fan of donna gelati Mm -hmm. she always picks great movies with great characters and he said well she's doing this movie about these three mathematicians black mathematicians who uh helped get our first men into space and i'm thinking well okay it's historical fiction okay it's like the help because i had never heard the story and um this was two years ago um and When I met with her, right before I met with her, they sent me a script, I read it, and I then decided to Google and I realized Katherine Johnson's real. Oh my God, these other women are real. Mm -hmm. They're real. But there's very little, at that time, there was very little about any of them except for Katherine on the internet. And I, I just, for 50 years, we haven't known that black and white women made these contributions to the space program and to STEM programs. And we're still feeling those impact, mm-hmm. the impact of that today. The fact that we don't know the story, I'm like, look, I want to be a part of this for so many reasons, but every child needs to see this movie mm-hmm. um, because it will definitely change how you feel about yourself. No matter what, I, I mean, I... We could talk for hours about this, but I remember... Um, having filmed the movie and then watching it as a as a an audience member and i was just so moved by uh these women and what i knew that they had to endure and i just i felt so proud at that moment i was proud when taraji i found out that she was going to do it because i knew that they would have to find their Catherine first Mm -hmm. um but i told i told her in the meeting i'm like i want to be a part of this no matter what i want to be a part of it so when you guys get it going you know, I don't know who I want to play, but um, I, want to, I want to be a part of it. And they remembered, and when they put it together, they, they
1: called me. I was going to ask, actually, if it was always the role of Dorothy.
0: I, um, well, here's the thing. Uh, Mary, uh, for me, felt too much like Minnie.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and I had
0: just done that. But, you know, Mary's also 25. So, <laughs> as much as I love myself, um, <laughs> I doubt that they were going to let me play the 25-year-old. Yeah. Um, and then, I, so, I, you know, I, I, I pretty much knew that it was possibly going to be Dorothy, but I left, I left that open for them because you also don't want to go, I'm playing Catherine. Right. You know, right. Um,
1: for me, it's like, you know, do what you need to do to get the movie made. Mm-hmm. And then, you know... We'll see, we'll go from there. And once it was Dorothy, I mean, what was it like? You said there wasn't much out there, but did you have any research to draw on to form this character? Thank God for um, Margo Lee Shetterly. Um, She wrote this beautiful,
0: comprehensive document called Hidden Figures about all of these women and so many other people. Um, And Ted Melfi, um, because I panicked, it was only three weeks. Oh, by the time they actually. By, by the time oh. I was knowing that I was actually going to be doing it, it was three weeks. Wow. And so that is no time to do research. And for me, you know, I'm just dyslexic and I have to memorize the script from cover to cover so that on the day, you know, that I'm free to play. And uh, Ted gave me, like, uh, uh, what did he give me? He, I already have eyes on the prize. If any of you are ever doing anything, period. That's one thing that you want to keep in your arsenal for, um, for anything, period. From beginning to end, watch that. Don't watch it any other time because you're going to be mad and fired up a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> but for me, I had that. And then uh, there was all of the research from um, Margo Lee Shetterly's book. Mm-hmm. And um, we had uh, NASA archives as well. Oh, because cool. Because that's the, the other yeah. footnote. Whenever you Googled anything, it would say, see NASA archives. It's like... I wish I could. Right, right. <laughs> and then I we were we were given that information from Ted.
1: Are you someone who's good at math? I mean, did you instantly understand everything, or at least able to wrap your brain around it? I was actually pretty pretty good at math. Um, and, and but this is rocket science,
0: guys. I mean, <laughs>
1: literally rocket science. <laughs> it is not something that
0: most people are going to understand. And I'm like, oh my god. I was kind of glad that I wasn't ma- uh, playing Catherine mm-hmm. um, because you do have to actually understand it. For me, yeah. I have to understand it. I have to, you know, get it in my body so that it doesn't look like, you know, if you're playing a hairdresser, you can't look like it's the first time you're touching hair. You know, it has to be in your body. And um, I was really glad that we didn't have to actually see Dorothy doing any of that, but we did have to see her fixing cars and fixing computers. Right. So I had a, um, uh, an IBM consultant and I worked with our transportation department because I'm also claustrophobic. So oh laying really? underneath that car, is like, oh God. Uh, it was terrible, <laughs> <laughs> terrible.
1: That's how we were introduced to you in the movie It's your legs. My legs under underneath the car. Oh, yeah. I was like, I know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you mentioned memorizing lines before. We have a question from Melinda York. Uh, oh, right in the front. Hi. Uh, Love you, big fan, Thank enjoys you. your work. Thank Wants you. to know if you have tips for memorization. I have an app
0: well first of all Ooh. I you you for me I if you read the script enough times um, some of the the lines stay with you anyway but to for long passages and things um, I have uh, an app is it oh man is it script Ugh. Rehearsal. Rehearsal. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I and, it. and it's great because you
0: record everybody else's lines and you have, but you do it rote. I do it rote so that you don't get into a, um, a rhythm of mm-hmm. how to say the line, but um, I just
1: record everybody else's lines and, and then fill mine in. Can you improvise then when you get to set? Since you, if you have it all, you know the lines that it's quote unquote supposed to be yes locked down.
0: I, I like improvis, improvisation, but um, I also I love writers. Um, so if a person who has written it, I don't mind opening it up, but I really kind of like to stick to what's on the page because it's already been vetted. Um, but I'll I am happy to improv. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to sugar, you know, <laughs> 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 you're just kind of stuck. Um, but yeah, I, I do. I, we, as a matter of fact, when we were rehearsing, we, we basically never used any of the lines. Really? Yeah. We, we, we read through, we sat down and we would read through the script, but so that it would be fresh, we just improv.
1: Now you're working with Taraji P. Henson, who I obviously knew you already admired and Janelle Monet, who it's almost unfair that she, she did her first two movies last year and they're both phenomenal. Okay. Um, very good. Was being on set as fun as I think it may have been, or? We had a ball. I mean, Taraji <laughs> is a special kind of light. And she,
0: she's a true professional. Just, you know, knows her lines. She's always on time, knows her lines. Um, but she also knows how to have fun on the yeah. set. She knows how to take care of her crew. And, um, you know, you give me an opening I'm gonna ride with you. And so she <laughs> would come in to the makeup trailer, but we would, we would joke mostly in the makeup trailer because set really isn't the place to mm-hmm. you know have lots of loud laughs, but we would you would think you were at a, if you were walking past the makeup trailer at five o'clock in the morning, you would think you were probably at some house party because mm-hmm. there was lots of loud music and lots of laughter. So on our set, you would not have been able to come and work on your lines
1: <laughs> in the makeup trailer. Not at all. Not at all. And what was it like working with someone as new to it as Janelle was? Janelle was, she is, she's very quiet mm. and reserved.
0: And so we had to pull her out of her shell. <laughs> um, but she, you know, she, we also see her as our, 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 we called her, you know, baby sis and Taraji calls her peanut. And, um. It, it, she just she you saw her performance. She's a just a, a force of nature. Yeah. Um, so there was no it was it was level you know playing field um, when we're on the set. But when when we when you're in the makeup trailer, everything is wide open. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she you know she's so quiet. But we would see her you know just giggling you know as she's getting <laughs> her hair done and everything. But she's she's a a, a really really wonderful young woman as yeah. well.
1: Uh, We have a question from, oh, forgive me, I think it's Heaven Nezcrae. Have a Did I get that right? Okay. Um, Her parents are both graduates of Wilberforce University. Oh, Dorothy's. Yes. The town and the campus has such a rich history, and as you explored the life of Dorothy Vaughn, did you discover any interesting facts or trivia about Wilberforce, and have you had a chance to visit? Thank you for a perfect movie.
0: I have not had a chance to visit Wilberforce, but, I mean, her story in and of itself is just remarkable. Um, And all of those HBCUs are just... Phenomenal. And, and had such an impact on who Dorothy was, her, her time at Wilberforce. But no, I, I have not had a chance to go. <laughs> there are a lot of places I should go. You'd be like a hero though,
1: they'd probably like throw you a parade.
0: Oh, well then I should go. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And I know Dorothy's no longer with us, but but Catherine is. Catherine, and um, has she seen the film? I actually saw it with her. She had
0: already seen it before, and they did. We did a a premiere at NASA for the NASA families, and let me tell you, that was that was one of the most amazing. Amazing is such a now it's just so really overused and can't really be used to describe the experience, but. To know that one of the heroes, or the heroines of this film, is actually able to receive all of the love, all of the um, acknowledgement that she's getting right now, and in such a positive way, is, it was, it's beyond mm-hmm. amazing. And her daughters, are, are everybody, just really, really happy with, with the portrayal. Yeah,
1: I have to imagine. Um, we have a question from Siani uh, Walker? Did I pronounce that right? Siani. Siani. That sounds much better, I'm sorry. Um amid the diversity issues in Hollywood, you've had such an amazing career thus far. What would be your advice to a young, aspiring African American female filmmaker?
0: Um, don't take no for an answer. Um, Don't take no for an answer for yourself. Don't take no for an answer for your film. And by that, I mean, people are going to tell you no. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You're going to get a lot of no's. You're going to get a lot of no's. Um, But don't have that be the reason that you don't do it. Mm -hmm. Um, If it means, you know, saving money, putting it on your credit card, which uh, (sighs) I, I, I would say, you know... Not to do that I mean do, Try to do GoFundMe Bake sales Whatever you need to do To raise money To, to um, Get that film made And you only get One time to ask Your friends to work For free mm-hmm. um, But my friends Ask me to work For free all the time So maybe Maybe that's not true um, But you You should use Your resources And And, um, and Make sure That the work Is ready To uh, To do um, but just do it. Do it. And then, you know, get it out there in festivals. There's so many ways for your material to be seen and to disseminate it um, and distributed that, um, you know, just don't take no. Don't don't take no as as an answer. You understand? I mean, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, if Viola says no, she means no. Um, don't, he's like, Viola, I'm not supposed to take no as an answer. I want you in my movie. It means Viola's not the right one. You keep going until you yeah. get the yes from the right actress, and you will, because, you know, they write a lot of great parts um, for men, but there are so few wonderful parts for women. So if you write this compelling piece of work, it will get to the right person mm-hmm. if you are the person to keep It's your baby, so you want to make sure that baby has a dry bottom and, you know, pampered or whatever. You want to make sure your baby is taken care of. So nobody's going to take care of your baby as well as you. That's what I would say.
1: Do you ever think about what if you had taken no for an answer during the long walk home? And had never worked on a set? Well, if they had told me no, I, I I would never... I mean, they did tell me no. Hello, they told me no
0: every day. <laughs> um, and I would call. I seriously... I forgot that I would call
1: and disguise my voice. Just, would you call saying you were Octavia Spencer in a different voice? Or oh, no. As no, I never gave my name. I would always oh. be someone
0: else. I would always ask, um, you know... It's, and I would probably say the wrong department because you don't know what kind of departments they have the people who cook you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know that sort but I did yeah. and I, then I went down to the I just went every day and they're yeah. like okay this one is you're not going to go away so, nope I'm not going to go away so you may as well use me and it worked
1: <laughs> uh, we have a question from Queen Al-Jahy Al-Jahy ja- al, al-, al- um, do you find that drawing on past life experiences help you choose and/or develop the necessary emotions to powerfully? Why ac- oh, is that fun? What? Past, not past lives, but like oh, past life experiences. <laughs> I <love
2: it.
1: laughs> no, I love the same thing. But I mean, drawing on past life experiences to like help you, mm-hmm. you know, find a character. Well, that's the only way for me
0: to um, to do it. Uh, you know, is is to. Grounded in a reality, and sometimes you have to, you know, do the whole substitution and and uh, make it real for you or make it real to you. So absolutely, um,
1: absolutely. Is that something that like um, you mentioned that you still worked with somebody on Hidden Figures as mm-hmm. a, as a coach? Is that something that they teach or?
0: No, I I just think um, you know you they always tell writers to write what you know, mm-hmm. um, and. I I get that. And and sometimes in order to um, make the character real and to find that humanity, you have to find the the likenesses within your, the similarities from your life to help, you know, get over that hurdle of, I'm not breaking through. I don't, there's something, because you, if you only do surface, if you only go for the surface, the character is going to be very surface. Mm -hmm. It's not going to ring true. Um, But to me, to, to ground it in reality is, is is imperative.
1: And I want to talk about so, uh, some of your upcoming projects. Speaking mm-hmm. of past lives, I'm fascinated by The Shack. Yes. I haven't read the book, but I saw the trailer. Are, are you sort of playing God in this? I am playing God. Wow.
0: Um, <laughs> That was very interesting. I mean I when I met with the, the producer I we talked for three hours. It was only supposed to be a 30 minute meeting. We wow. talked for three hours. And when I found out I was actually getting to play God, there was this oh, hold on a minute. <laughs> That's God. Um, And you don't have any... You talk about drawing on past life experience. It's like, this is God. (laughs) How do I... And I started having serious panic attacks. Like, I don't really know how I'm going to play this. And uh, because then you're thinking, you know, God, I mean, does that mean I'm going to have to be nice and you know just all of the generalities that you you know like god can't be angry or you know all of the crazy so when i when i stopped thinking in terms of that and i had to actually ground it in what i knew and what i knew was um that the reason why i was you know the vision of god that this young man saw was because she was the only person who had shown him kindness Mm. and so um I then had to see him as a okay. So if God is the Father, I.e. Mother Me, um, then He is my Son. So I have to treat Him as my Son. And then it was like this breakthrough. But I just literally start, I when I, uh, you know, you get excited. I got the part, and you're like, Oh my God, I got the part. Yeah. I'm gonna have to play it.
2: <laughs> I don't
0: really know what I'm doing as God. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's really when you when you really think about how you know, omnipotent, all of that stuff, it really messes with you. So I had to a lot of once I made him human, you know, mm-hmm. I, I I was able to do it. Did you ask Morgan Freeman for advice? I actually, he's done it. No, really? <laughs> I, I, I I was having so many panic attacks that I I, I Called my agent and I was like, I think I really need to talk to Morgan Freeman about. I love that. I'm not yeah. even kidding. He's like, done it twice. I know. Yeah. I, I was going to do it, but then he was he was God in a different way. He was, you know, in yeah. comedy, not you know dealing with the problems of the world. So I thought you're going to have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, this is about your own walk with God. So. Um, but then I, I, I found my way. But I was
1: definitely, was, I was going to put him on speed dial. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read the book, and just the trailer like makes me worry that I'm going to need a lot of tissues. There
0: oh are God. a lot of really interesting things that happened on that set. Really? Yes. I, I want to say it's divine. Um, but I just remember, you know, and it was all with animals. Um, there was a shot where uh, the man playing Jesus actually feels like Jesus because he just has this beautiful light and he's so wonderful and you love him immediately. Um, they, they were, he and Sam were doing a scene and they were walking um, like on the banks of this lake. And I'm sitting up there on the porch because I like to go to set and I like to sit around and watch and just get really, really into the space. And in one of the takes, a flock of geese just fly in and land and just start walking behind Jesus in San Worthington. And I'm like, is this? And one of the, and I hope they use that take. So if they use that take, guys, that was not, they, they would like to tell you they wrangled those birds. <laughs> But they did not And then there's a moment when um, They set these butterflies uh, well, I wonder if I should be telling I think
1: you it. it's in the trailer actually okay. it, it rings a bell
0: Okay they set yeah. these
1: butterflies
0: um, uh, Loose And one lands <gasps> In the scene On Sam Worthington's nose And I was shocked <laughs> But as God I wouldn't have been shocked So I had to like Act like I did that You know <laughs> it just landed right on his nose and I was like yeah I did that but it was so it was so it was just like things like that like this eagle was it was it was a very beautiful maybe maybe it was just that I was so open to everything that Mm -hmm. I was noticing even the animals but I also notice animals in my life especially if they're birds but that flock of geese walking up behind Jesus and, and Sam Worthington was just like
1: I'm excited too because you're reuniting with your Snowpiercer co-star uh, Chris, Evans, Chris Evans and gifted, yes. and you're working with Guillermo del Toro in I, The Shape of Water. I, yeah. I yes, I
0: love Chris and Guillermo. Um, I just actually had an ADR session on uh, today, and I ta- talked to Guillermo on the phone. He's he's one of those people. I'm 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 a huge Guillermo del Toro fan. I'm a huge horror fan. Yeah, and this is a return to to his. I won't say Roots because it's not a horror movie in that genre, but you know what I mean by the beauty of, um, oh, oh, uh, oh, what's the movie with the little girl? Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth, all of that mysticism. It's just so beautiful. Yeah. You're
1: going to just be blown away by Shape of Water. Well, I cannot wait to see anything you do next. Thank I want to you. congratulate you again on a fantastic year. Thank a you. A wonderful movie. Thank you so much for being here. Thank, Thank you. Thank you guys for being here. Awesome. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to the sag After Foundation's Conversations Podcast. If you appreciated what you heard, please support us with a review or donation. And reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at sag After Found. We'd love to hear from you.